14 podcast and we're back man uh finally we'll be talking to the people it feels like Avery, how, how long has it felt like since we've had like a normal podcast it rocks we've been lucky with good guests but it's it felt like a while i yeah i, I don't know the actual date but it it's been a long time since we've been able to address the people maybe some little life updates nothing crazy but yeah you know you miss those sometimes and i don't know what the people like more the us saying our stupid stuff about our lives or get to talk to one of the best pitchers in baseball i know what i would choose personally (laughs) but yeah i hope everyone likes it all yeah yeah but like i said man we've been blessed obviously uh if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you heard the Kevin Gossman interview. It's something that we've kind of kept close. We kept it pretty under wraps, to be honest. I mean, we didn't really tell like anyone besides the group chat. I uh, obviously Bassett knew, but um, yeah, we kept this pretty tight to the chest. I, I obviously said we we're announcing it the day before, but um, yeah, that was. Let's talk. Let's talk about the interview. What actually, like, what happened? Yeah, we, because okay. when so, the, ha- when the interview ends. So as the interview's going on, there's something constantly happening every time Kevin Gosman talks. Yes. And he is skipping. And anyone who's been on Zoom when someone is in a bad, like he's got to have the biggest house in the world and he goes somewhere quiet in his basement and he's just not close to the router. The internet just wasn't good. No. And he would skip for us. And I thank God it never happened where he would skip and then it was our turn to talk because I would have had no clue when to talk because he was skipping that badly. Well, yeah, and obviously a background into it. Thank you to Chris Bassett. We made this very clear. He's the one that made it happen. The best um, ever. Legend. One of the night. One of the best dudes ever. By the way, gave fourteen awards this week. Uh, he did a uh, he did a video that is unbelievable. We have a surprise in there. The as well gave fourteen the awards is is going to be incredible. We still it need is. to send it in to get the people to get it done, but it is. One of the fun. It is so much better than last year, and last year's was awesome. Yeah, but uh, anyways, back to the Gossman thing. So, me and Avery complete the interview of our lives. Obviously, the biggest podcast we've ever done. Um, and I immediately text Avery, and I go, "No, you didn't even text me. We were still I, on." Yeah, the call. I called him. Sorry, I called you, and I go, "Okay, was he cutting out for you as much as he was cutting out for me?" And Avery goes, "Yup." I thought it was just you. <laughs> and I go, oh, my God, bro. So then Avery had to stay up. Thank God we did the, the night premiere on the Tuesday. So we had some time to do it. But Avery kind of didn't because he has to download the YouTube and stuff. But Avery had to edit the video pod. And thank God the video pod looked normal. The audio was perfect. It was fine. I had to do the audio, which obviously like took me like two and a half, three hours to do. But uh, Avery had to cut the video which was hell i'm assuming right like that like that was way worse than what i had to do obviously me doing the audio is nothing you doing what you had to do fuck that that was the first time i had done work for gate 14 the first time it ever felt like i was actually doing work and it was cutting up the kevin gosman thing because the thing we're lucky we don't cut pretty much any anything no literally nothing i just we do this. The only thing that's the problem is how long my computer takes to export the video. Yes, and if you have a better computer, that's like not a, that's a nothing burger of a, of a of a thing as well, right? So, yeah. yeah, it's like that's the only problem we usually have is the exportation. Again, I don't know if that's a word uh, of the of the video. 
Yeah. So when you when, when that happened, I was like, okay, we're gonna have to just grind our dicks off here. Like, listen, this is the biggest podcast, and it was most download actually. The Otani stuff did the best, but that doesn't count. Those numbers are skewed, obviously, but that was the best podcast we're doing. Those I think are, we almost those hit five hour figures. Long I think we, videos. we almost hit like five figures, I think. Uh, not five figures, I guess. Is that, is that what it's called? Five, yeah, five we digits? Got, we got at least 10,000 listens on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least 10,000. So um, thank you to the people, man. Thank you, everyone that listens to this. And obviously, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. I went back and listened to it, and he is truly, truly the best to ever do it. He really is. Like, we are so lucky to have a guy that loves playing here as much as he does and is as good as he is, right? It, 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 honestly, we're really lucky to have that. We haven't had that in a very long time. And it's, I don't know where the correlation is at. I kind of said this too, of really good pitchers who can think well, who are smart guys and intelligent, good at converse, uh, conversing as well. I think it all kind of plays a role in it as well. So we're lucky to have an ambassador for the Toronto Blue Jays like Kevin Gosman is, man. He's a, he's a special guy. And, and then and we're talking about locker room guys, the two fucking guys behind me. Swanee and Bassett and everyone always talks about and obviously Jano, Ernie, Schneider, Horowitz, all those guys, but this locker room must be just it's just lads. <laughs> it's just all good dudes. Like yeah. you and I, we we haven't met anyone on the team. We've been lucky to meet a pretty decent amount of players on the team that I can like look back on and be like, that guy's kind of a dick. Not one. They are all salt of the earth dudes. Yeah. Great we've, dudes. We've been lucky and Tommy Pham's not on the team, so Slapping um, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been no, lucky. I, but uh, I think the Kevin Gosman interview drops. Awesome. Great numbers. Again, thank you to everyone. Thank you to Kev. But the funniest part, it is so gate 14. What happens the night of the Kevin Gosman interview drop? <laughs> just when okay. things start, just when things start going well, the doxing of a lifetime happens. Okay. So my phone, Um. so obviously my, if you're not on my Twitter, phone, you won't know what happened. Yeah. If, if you're, so if you're listening to this, you're not on Twitter. This is a very funny story. Um, so my phone was doing kind of blowing up already that night always. Like people randomly hitting up that I haven't talked to in a while. Being like, congrats on Kevin Gossman. All that type of stuff. Whatever. Um, so I look back on Twitter and I see a gate 14 that we got tagged in something. Okay. So I look at it and it's like someone calling me. And the, the tweeter is Ricky Tiedemann's dad. Uh, and he says, oh, Johnny's not answering the phone, whatever. No, his mom. His mom. His mom. His, his mom, mom was, okay, it was a mom tweet? Okay. And I'm already on cloud nine because we just got Gossman. I'm looking at the tweet, and it's like, Johnny won't answer his phone. And my number pops up across the screen. I didn't see that. So I retweet it on gate 14. I retweet it on... <laughs> my personal account and then i quote tweeted on both um and next thing you know <laughs> before i could even snap my fingers my phone is getting bombarded with phone calls texts facetimes and i just couldn't believe what the fuck was going on and it's still happening as a matter of fact now i am still getting a shit ton of calls now but i had to block every single one of those numbers so by the way if you called me or texted me i blocked your number that's just, I had to do it because I don't want to get fucked over with someone fucking with me or anything like that. So, um, anyways, moral of the story is Ricky Tiedemann's family doxed my phone number online. Uh, 
And I still looking back on I that's the most like you said, Ari, it's the most gate fourteen ass shit ever. It was it was going to Detroit, watching them get no hit esque. One of the biggest things you've ever done, and then the Jays' top prospects mom doxed your phone number. Yeah, yeah. So moral story. Uh, and then, so I tell I text them to call me back. So they call me back, and uh, he's like, "I'm just snapping it around with Ricky T on the podcast I, on, on the phone." I'm just like, "What's up, buddy?" He's like, "Hey, man, like love your guys' stuff. Like people always talk about you guys with us at the field, or they mention go on gate fourteen, or they call me Big Dick Rick." <laughs> uh, and so yeah, we're just shooting the shit on the phone, and I was like, "We got to get you on." He's like, you said you're going to spring training, right? He's like, let's do spring training. And then, obviously, Greedy Johnny goes, no, nah, man, we got to do before spring training as well. Uh, we got to get you on before spring training. Let's get you on next week. So, moral story is Ricky Tiedemann will be coming on this podcast at some point within the next couple of weeks. Uh, so, the haters are going to be sick once they hear that. But, yeah, it's just a, a wild, wild, wild fucking turn of events, Avery. An insane turn of events. It's... Uh... <laughs> That was, thank God it didn't happen to me. Um, I went through some of my old tweets, and I had my phone number on my account like five or six different times. So thank God no one did that. I got those uh, out of my account, but that was from 2012. Yeah. Seeing it from afar was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, thank was... God. I know I felt, well, I didn't feel bad for you at all. It was yeah. just hilarious. Yeah. So funny to be on the outside of that. So, it, it's just, so good. It's yeah, it's just the most Johnny Junta ask bullshit ever. And I knew I knew it wasn't gonna stop, obviously. They were just <laughs> keep fucking going, and obviously they did. Uh but yeah, if you called me and texted me, your number's blocked, unfortunately. So uh you hate to see it. But uh, a couple other gate 14 things. The merch store potentially Avery's been dealing with the merch guy. We have a better merch guy. Uh this guy will be obviously more prepared to say the least well he's more professional uh, as you can see from talking to him he used to do the official unofficial stuff and he killed it like all those stuff are very long lasting very good quality um but yeah we got some we got some stuff in the works here for the people um in terms of gate 14 stuff and it's not going to be waiting months and months and months and months for this type of shit i hope but yeah it, it's going to be way better and way cooler stuff potential nike stuff uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is just know great. it'll probably be more expensive than the last stuff, but the quality is going to be actually awesome stuff as well. Yeah, and we'll uh, and like I said to Avery, we'll we'll set up a cheaper option. So 100%. we'll have like the Nike hoodies, um, <laughs> and uh, we'll have like the lower brand stuff that people that obviously can't afford. I don't want like my goal here is not to yeah, make shit way too yeah, expensive. For yeah, we can't be pricing people out of stuff. If they want it, they should definitely be yeah. able to get it. But if you're watching YouTube, this hat that I'm wearing is going to hopefully we'll have a gate 14 hat that looks awfully similar to this. And yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be sick. So that people will like it. Yeah. And the Nike hoodies and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, we got some uh, gate 14s coming up here. And uh, another thing is uh, I, I've been the end of decent amount of time tweeted like that. Uh, I, I want to do a live event, man. Um, you're, I want to do a live event. Take credit, credit for that idea. Well, you said that as well. No, I, 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 no, I'm not taking credit for it. I'm just saying that people have brought that up to us. Good. I'm not saying I came up yeah. with that idea. No, you, you brought it up as well. But I think an opening day event in Toronto is what I would like to do. Yes, because and, it yeah. is the trop. 
who cares? So we might as well. Nice little gathering somewhere. Um, in the works with some some people. I have spread that around already. So that might be in the works. So people want a nice little gathering on opening day, a couple drinks somewhere. I think that would yeah, be I, I think not having an age limit on that as well would do better than obviously Barnight did really successful, but um being able to oh, yeah. watch the Jays game what with yeah. the people at a at like a restaurant or a bar. Uh, people will love that. So that, I think that, it's a four wrong. o'clock start, right? So you don't have to uh, price people out of as a bar. It could be more restaurant style. But I like that as well. And then spring training. Yeah. There's just that. I mean, we're 32 days, I think, away from spring training. Uh, and obviously, my Twitter has just been absolutely idiotic with just how fucking stupid some people are. It is absolutely bananas. I want to address this now. The people in my mentions... And honestly, even some of the listeners in the YouTube comment sections that blame Ross Atkins could not be dumber. Like, they could not be dumber. Let's go over some of the acquisitions this guy has made. He chose Kevin Gossman over Robbie Ray, who is it? Robbie Ray is, is injured, not even fucking playing. Chose Kevin Gossman. Signed Chris Bassett. 200 innings pitched last year, Chris Bassett. Signed Marcus Simeon to a one-year deal. Marcus Simeon hit 45 home runs that season. Um, what else, Avery? Brandon Belt last year, second on the team in OPS. Second on the team in OPS. Uh, Kiermaier, he, Gold Glover. Kiermaier, Gold Glover. He traded scraps for Matt Chapman. Literal scraps for Matt Chapman. Traded literal scraps for Jose Barrios. Signed Jose Barrios. Locked him up. One of the best pitchers in the team. This guy's track record should be a clear-cut reasoning why you trust this guy. He, it's not his fault. Vladdy turned him to a pumpkin, couldn't hit a baseball. Kirk had a 36 weighted runs created plus runner scoring position. Shout out to Chris Bolding. Um, and the guys that are supposed to perform just didn't perform. George Springer started sucking again. This is not his fault. Like, I don't know how people, like, they're saying he's not trying to make the team better. He was a runner up for the biggest free agent. In the history of baseball, he offered $700 million to this guy. He wants to win. I And people saying, I work for Rogers. Johnny works for Rogers. Now, I don't work for shit. I just have a fucking functioning brain. If this is the final roster, if this is the final roster, come spring training, complain all you want. Because I'll fucking hate it too. All right? But we're still 30-something days away from spring training. Relax. Yeah, the... The first piece that went that was kind of disappointing in our possible outcomes was Jock Peterson going to the Diamondbacks. Yes, that's one guy off for the kind board. of scraps. He like that. He didn't sign like that. Wasn't that big of a deal? No, it really wasn't. Um, taxes in Arizona. What is that like? They can't be Nothing. a lot, right? They have no income tax. There you go. Um, a little prove a deal again for him. So that was the first one where I've. I'm worried as in our realistic targets because who's not gone? Bellinger's not gone. No matter what you think about these guys, they are in our realistic outcomes of people who can be on this team. Bellinger, Chapman, J.D. Martinez, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson were kind of the five free agents that a lot of people talked about. Yes. One of them's gone. There's four. If we're talking four out of five guys are gone, Yes, Sleepy Ross, he's not doing anything. Shackins, yes. he's at it again. But I realistically think 
just one guy's down here. And if this changes in a week and we come back next week and say, okay, all the guys are gone. Now we have to get creative somehow. Who are the other two? Jorge Polanco hasn't been traded from the Twins. Max Kepler hasn't been traded from the Twins. No one who was in, we're not insiders, but from what people talk about, the people who should be in the know, talk about those type of people often. And those people who they talk about often are still available besides Jock Peterson. Yes. And YJs has kind of talked me a little bit off of... Jorge Soler, I'll say it. Um, but Jorge Soler for three years is what he's for three about. years. Yes, if it's a year deal, which I'm assuming he doesn't want. And honestly, man, I think with how the market is going right now, I could see Matt Chapman coming back to this team on a very, very team friendly deal. It as the days go longer and it gets closer to the season, the leverage Boris has goes away. Yeah, as well as this, um, Cody Bellinger is still on the fucking board. Like, it's not, and he was the number two bat this offseason, right, behind Otani? Probably, yeah. Yeah, like, there's still time with that. It's just, I'd be more comfortable signing Bellinger over a longer period of time than Soler on a three-year deal, and he just turns into someone that's terrible by year three. Yeah, as long as we have other people playing defense, I don't. I don't hate it. Again, put the players on this baseball team and I will critique it. Until then, I don't I don't really care that much, man. Like we're still far away. This is not a finished product. And again, if this team struggles at the start, deals can be made during the season. Happens all the time. Um it is tougher when you have an area of need and teams know you have a need, so they run up the price on you a little bit. Still like I'm not You just muted yourself. Nope. This didn't work. You hate to see it. You fucking hate to see it. What are you saying? Here we go. We're good, right? Yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. You're good. Whatever. We're going to keep that in there. People can enjoy that. That was just a little this, behind the scenes. This, co- there, this cord sucks. It it falls out once. A, no, mine doesn't. Cord. Mine doesn't at all. But going back to that, though, it's like, there's not really many sexy options out there besides Cody Bellinger. Like, I, J.D. Martinez is a very intriguing name. J.D. Martinez was very, very good last year. And Boba Shett talked glowingly about him on a podcast we won't name. But he did say, it's like, this is a guy that's a leader. He's won. He's won World Series before. He's been there before. He's played with guys like Miguel Cabrera, who obviously was his mentor. Um, this is a... I wouldn't be opposed to J.D. Martinez on a nine, $10 million one-year deal. I don't know how people would be opposed to that. He fucking mashes. Someone I've talked myself into as well is Justin Turner. For a one-year deal? As a, I don't think they're going to take one-year deals to come to Toronto. I think they'd give them two-year deals, which not as fond, fond of. But if you look at some projections for him, yeah. They got him at 15 home runs. Not great. But way to run's great, a plus of 112. One and a half wins. It's nothing special, but um, based on for the money you can spend on him, I don't think he's going to be very expensive at all. Yeah. I. It's just I'd prefer. No one I wants hate- the DHs, man, because DHs, they don't hit. They bring no other value, and they can't run. So they're 
They're quite you're... literally, you could say it. They're worthless majority of the time. Like yeah, DHs are kind of worthless. They're great to have. The best DH is also a pitcher. Like, so let's talk about that. And teams who go through and look at uh like dollars per per win, dollars per war, they're not DHs aren't going to be high up on that list. So their priorities are pretty low as to wanting those guys as well. And if you can't play a position, JD Martinez can't play a position. Soler is atrocious in the outfield. Terrible. Like real uh, life terrible. Real life terrible. Jock Peterson, terrible in the outfield as well. Yeah. So that's why they aren't going off the board. They're not flying off the board here. Um, so you can find guys who can hit and bring some other value. Like Spencer Horwitz guy. He's not a flashy option, but there is opportunities. You just need guys to hit. They don't need to play the field. Yeah. And we're not, and trust me, brother, we are not worried about the field anymore. Okay. Yeah. This team is good defensively. We're not worried about the fucking field. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know where it, what's like, none of the options really are sexy to me. I, I know that I said I'd complain about if this is the team that shows up the spring training, but at the end of the day, man, the Jays can bring in, we just sound like a broken record. The Jays can bring in whoever, but if the big dogs aren't being big dogs, it truly won't matter at the end of the day. And the, sometimes the best sparks you could get is from within. We saw it last year with David Schneider when this team was scuffling. David Schneider comes in, puts up a million fucking runs, uh, breaks every record in the book, and this team starts hitting again. So if Vladdy, oh man, I just, I'm just thinking about that 2021 Vladdy season. It was, it was special. Uh, minor league park put the minor league park on the jumbotron for those that get that joke get that joke but i really just want the guys that were really good for us in 2022 and 2021 like kirk and vladdy to just be dogs that's what i need and springer too springer was terrible last year no one talks about that he was ass last year yep really was man uh like the one thing we don't want is people from the outside holes in their lineup Invisible holes at the bottom of the lineup. But I just go back to the 2022 Yankee team. And there's holes all over that lineup. But Aaron Judge made up for all of those holes. Yes. An OPS plus of 210 made up for all of the holes. Stanton, OPS plus 112. They had four regulars with an OPS plus over 100. Trevino, 89. IKF, 84. Donaldson, 93. Hicks, 85. Gallo 76. And then they had like DJ who was over that. Higashioka under. Marvin Gonzalez under. Like you can have holes in a lineup if they play good defense and do other things. I think yeah. as a fan, it's not as fun, but there's other ways to be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's Blake just... Snell. Yeah, well, I guess we could talk about that as well. Um I don't know. That's really weird to me. The only way I could see the Jays being in on Blake Snell is if it means they're going to move a, a starting pitcher that's on the big league team right now. And one of those guys is obviously you say Kuchi, who's on a team-friendly deal, not making that much money. He's making Kevin Kiermaier money this year uh, as a, one, like a really good left-handed pitcher. He's one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball this year, second half. I think he led the league in ERA at a certain point in second half. Um, yeah, I... I don't know how that makes sense, to be honest with you, especially with how close the Jays are to the luxury tax. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't hate watching Blake Snell pitch for this team. This rotation would be fucking insane. Everyone but... who listens to this dad will hate watching Blake Snell play baseball. Oh, the walks. Yes, the walks. 
and the boomers are going to love it because who cares how you get on base as long as you don't score? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It quite literally does not matter how they get on base. So I think it'd be very, very funny to have him brought in the first Blake Snell start for the Blue Jays if it happens where he goes five innings, there's 110 pitches, walks four, strikes out 11, <laughs> gives up zero, will yeah. be scenes. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And it will put people's brains in blenders trying oh to spin zone how this is good. Like, oh, the, the, the Twitter fights would be awesome. It would be. It would be the hot, the highest one, two punch of all time. Gosman and yes. Blake Snell. It would, it would and people are going to hate how much Blake Snell plays video games. So I think he would just be a very funny Toronto Blue. I don't think it was going to happen, but it would be very, very funny. I don't think it would happen either, personally. But fuck would it be hilarious. It's nice to talk about good players that you know a team can spend money on at least. You, yes. you get no points for runners up. We know that, but we're not out of it because you can't spend. We're not broke but like the Padres. This the the fan base's minds would be would explode because the Jays signed another pitcher. Right? Yeah. Like they'd be like, oh my God, we need offense, we need offense. That would be a moving piece to a certain like to a string of moves that would occur after. Obviously. I just there's like a one percent chance they get Blake Snell though. Where so the next one, I tried to the Alec Manoa clip. Of him once again working out at Florida International, him and my brother became the two worst pitchers in um, like baseball history last year after playing at that field. I tried to find a little difference. I did a three slide, Alec Manoa 2022, 2023, and the mechanics from there. They all look very similar. I tried to poke some holes in it, try to be big brain. The mechanics just look really, really similar. Where are you at? What do you think about Alec? And your kind of outlook or expectations for him in 24. This is nut cutting time, man. I mean, we've gotten completely different Alec Manoas going into these two seasons. Yeah. Last year, at this time, he was talking his shit, right? He was talking his shit online, chirping Yankees, all that type of stuff, and lays a, lays a goose egg. This year, he has been MIA on social media. I don't think he's tweeted. He only posts on his stories, the videos of him working out. Uh, the wedding obviously was posted as well. But he has kept this as under wraps as possible. I am excited to see that first spring, first spring training start from Alec Manoa because if he shoves, Blue Jays Twitter is going to just be all the way back. And if he gets absolutely shelled against like the AAA Detroit Tigers, then we're going to be in a little bit of hell. Yep. So I, I'm looking forward to do it just because we're content guys. It's going to be incredible content. Okay. So let's stand, let's stand on a take here. As of the all-star break, has Alec Manoa increased his trade value or decreased it? <laughs> Fuck it, man. I'm going to be Johnny Optimism. I say he increased it because there is no way a pitcher that has been that good his entire life and his rookie season, I guess, or second season in the big leagues can just fall off of the face of the earth as fast as he did last year. There is no way that that's going to like stay stagnant, right? There, it can't be. It can't be. I will say Alec Manoa increases his trade value by the All-Star break this year. 
Kevin Gosman yeah. came out on that foul territory thing. Fuck Eric Kratz. Yeah. And said uh, something about, I didn't watch it. This is just what I took from Twitter that he had been, he had never worked that much in his life. Like the innings on his arm, innings on his body and wasn't ready to do that again for the next year. So he took a nice little break in 2023. Oh yeah. He barely even pitched. He took a nice, nice little break. So I'll say, uh, yeah, I think he, I think he'll be okay. You don't. Yeah, he'll you be just, a good five, right? Is that, is that fine? Just we'll, no, call him he'll a good be. Five. Oh, I can't believe I'm about to say this. He'll be better than you say this year. Avery. He'll be better than you say this year. Come on, bro. Come on. He's going to be serious. Better. He's going to be better than you say this year. You truly believe that in your heart of hearts, that he's better than you say Kikuchi. I mean, as soon as it left my mouth, it felt really bad, but I believe it. God damn it. Because I think he'll be fine. Like, you say he's not going to be bad. Okay. So you're saying he goes to the four slot, you say to the five? Yeah. I will say this, though. If you watch old videos of Alec Manoa, this motherfucker dotted every single pitch. Yeah. Like, he was so good. It is crazy the fall off. It's going to be studied for generations. This guy's fall off. Um, we, but I'm we will get. Back. We will. So we did the the Jose Barrios therapy session. First game, World Baseball Classic last year when he yes. got shelled. Yeah. We will have an episode, Alec Manoa therapy session after he has the worst start of all time in spring training, and then he'll be fine. Yeah, I. I, I he, he will I, have a stinker to start spring training. What if he doesn't though? What if he just goes you say 2023 spring training mode just has like a 1-1. Just it's just a freak. I think we'd all be happy to see it. He was as a fan that was awesome when he was talking shit. But you have like well the and then you go back it up though, and you become when you don't back it up you become a laughing stock which but, sucks. But the thing is though is you can't really talk shit after being good for a year. No. No. Yeah. Like, like looking back on it, maybe a little early. Yeah. Looking back on it, it was really dumb. Like the fact that this guy was just openly talking so much shit about like Garrett Cole, like just about every, like after a year, if you're a guy that's solidified in the league, like a Gossman or like a bastard who's been there forever, talk, talk your shit. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've been in the league for a while, but a guy doing that after one pretty much full year in the MLB it rubs teammates and it rubs everyone in the league the wrong way. When Do you, you think it done... rubbed teammates the wrong way, though? Because he was so good. Johnny, like, he was so good. It is different when you're Tyler Heineman, Ricochet shot. But Sorry. you know how, but you know, Avery, how big league clubhouses work. It doesn't really matter how good you are. If you are the rookie talking shit to the vets, you're gonna ruffle feathers no matter how good you are. You know I, I don't know how big league clubhouses work, so but that's you know, why. No, no, that, that's like that's just how, that's how the game of baseball is. Sure, yeah, like if it's a freshman at school, like at a four-year yeah. school as well. If the freshman's raking his first year and he's still talking shit after like doing it after a year, there's still people in the back of their minds like, "I'd relax there, man. This is a humbling game." True. You know? Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But I would love to see Manoa come back. I'm all, everyone would like to as well. But, okay, let's say hypothetically here. Alec Manoa comes back and shoves. Does he go back to talking shit? Or does he just shut the fuck up for, for like, for eternity now? 
I think what's going to happen is we will get to a point where he starts talking shit again and we come on here and say, did you learn nothing from when you were bad? (laughs) I think it'll happen at one point, but I want that to happen. I want him to be good where we can say that. Yeah, I think we all do. I think we all do. But uh, Manoa is a very weird case. We haven't seen any velo pit like from him in his bullpens he's been throwing. We've just really been seeing him working out. So, so the one thing we'll go back a little bit. The Chris Bassett episode where he came in and we talked about his getting ready for spring and how he said he'd be what 85, 88 at the start. Yeah. There's guys who just can't do that. Like remember the clip from spring training last year where Pete Walker says to Alec Manoa, you're 88 in the first inning and we want to take you out. And then you're 95 at the end. If he comes in and he is 88, 90, he's going to get torched by the fan base. (laughs) It is not going to be good. And then blown out for the second half of the season because he's been working so hard to get the velo up ready for early on in the season. So I, when he, when Bassett said that it was a very interesting case to me as some guys with second second half slumps happen because you see some people who go to tread they go to driveline and they try and up the velo in the offseason as well where a guy like bassett is load management early on to know he can be ready for the end of the year strong second half so i think it's just a very interesting case pitcher to pitcher on how they prepare for spring because any of the guys who are on the bubble to make the team they better be 100 percent, or they're not going to make the team and then you see one of those guys yeah and then you yeah. see him fall off in the second weird half. situation really really fucking weird situation but yeah. that was a hot take idea i will say that uh the alec manoa take that, that one great. it felt it felt ugly out of the mouth i love it now it feels good about it so we'll go you got anything more or you want to get into some questions yeah well, anything else what, what, what did you want to say no i got i got nothing yeah we can go into some questions here and then we'll end the pod because obviously we, we hope to do another podcast with you guys um, with the signing, we say that every single. We've been saying that every single time for the past two months. Three. Yeah, months I got now. some from Discord here again. Join the Discord episode questions in there. Any other big names lined up for the pod before spring training begins? Probably and just I, Ricky T. Yeah, we're we're getting into February's fun, man. I want the team to be kind of rounded out in a week or two, so we can really start and dive in. I would love to get IKF on here. I think we can rally behind IKF, like you say last year. And I yeah. think it starts with him getting on gate 14. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out. I have some mutual friends with IKF. I'll, I'll reach out to Luplo and those type of guys. Um, some, okay, this is a great question. Waylon Matchett. What's up, Waylon? Um, early 2010s Batista or 2021 Vlad? I'm taking Batista. <laughs> right? Oh, it was so cool. Or Bautista, Bautista I guess. I, I was sure people, people were sure me for calling him Bautista, but whatever. I'm going 2021 Vlad. Really? Every time he got up there, it, to me, I was way more locked into Vlad. I was 12 years old for the Bautista one. Yeah. So Vlad was special in the minor league parks, man. The balls <laughs> went so yeah. far. Vladdy yeah. in the all-star game hitting that home run off Corbin Burns. That was that was special baseball. I would almost put Donaldson. It's the difference is the home runs, but Donaldson, his MVP year was almost more exciting to me than Matisse, just based on what I'd been watching and how yeah. tuned in I was for that. That's true. 
Someone uh, wants to know if there's gonna be spring training vlogs. We have oh, oh so, brother. So we have a all-time crew. My brother is trying to find a job, so he's doing nothing. I was like, okay, Ev, you come with us. He he's the cameraman. There will be an awesome spring training vlog. Yes. Because there'll be more Avery and Avery on screen with me, not like one of I us. Kinda, at a time. For for me, it's kind of weird. I like the creative control of knowing what was going on all the time, but you know, gotta you get still in front. have that though. Yeah, gotta get in front of the camera sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well. You yeah, they'll yeah. And obviously we have some stuff lined up. We have a gate 14 sleepover uh <laughs> with Schneider and uh Ernie. That picture is gonna be so funny of us just all in the bed together. Is gonna be like just hilarious. Obviously, we're not gonna be sleeping with them, but it just like that picture will be funny. I've, I have some stuff lined up. Gossman obviously wants to golf and do dinner, so we have to have that planned. I don't know if we'll have cameras for that. I don't want to like just start shru- like throwing fucking cameras in his face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's well, gonna they be won't fun. be professional cameras at least, so he wouldn't mind. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bassett, we have stuff lined up with Bassett. Swanee as well. Like I, I'm going to start obviously planning the days out as they go. It's just they don't really know their schedules yet, so I can't really start getting guys to commit to stuff. But there will be stuff uh, happening. It'll be a pretty busy week uh, in terms of that. So the Gate 14 vlog will be seen. Yeah, I got a good question here from the Discord as well. What do you think fans should consider to be a failure for this team next season? Missing the playoffs, another wild card exit, etc. It's wild card exit. And it's honestly, it's no, it's no questions asked. Uh, this is, this is, the, this is the players we were promised. We were promised Bobichet, Vladdy, Biggio, all playing together. We've made massive signings. If this team loses three fucking wild card series in a row, which is by the way a made up playoff series, this never existed like five years ago. This is an utter failure. I I don't know how, I like. I'm tired of just celebrating getting to the playoffs. I, I am. I, 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 I'm tired of just being happy this team is in the playoffs. Fuck that. We are better. This team is better than making the playoffs and celebrating making the playoffs. We have Kevin Gossman, dude. One of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, Vladdy, what an MVP candidate. Boba Shett hit over 300 last year. George Springer, a World Series MVP, albeit he's getting older. A rookie that broke multiple rookie records last year in Davis Schneider. I don't know how you could be content with this team just barely squeaking into a wild card round again. I would honestly even go further to say going to the divisional series and not even winning a game in the divisional series would be a fucking embarrassment as well. I really would. I would like to avoid the wild card round. I'll say it. Just win the division. That would be so awesome, dude. That would be awesome. Okay, last one here from Discord. I think we kind of answered all of the parts that people asked here. So sorry if I missed that. But uh, he said Johnny Gustava. What is our favorite Blue Jays manager of all time? And he's now out of our game. Is my answer. I love Gibby, man. <laughs> I don't know the whole Gibby facade, man. I. Listen, I know, obviously, he was a part of those legendary teams. He's, I will say this about Gibby that I do love is the fact that he would get in players' faces and go, like, toe-to-toe with them, like like the Josh Donaldson situation. Ted Lilly, he fought. Uh, In terms of just content and purely entertainment, it had (laughs) to be Charlie Montoya. This guy was a legitimate psychopath. Uh, 
and he would just go and play the drums after getting like just the shit this guy would do the video of him playing the drums in front of boris and ryu just every <laughs> single thing that charlie montoya did is so fucking funny but i think you have to show respect to the goat man cito gaston yeah cito uh, was awesome too i was never around obviously when he was won the world series and stuff like that with the jays but uh, you have to give your credit when credit's due to a legend like Cito Gaston. So John I, Farrell was a bum. Yeah, John Farrell was a bum. So there hasn't really been many Jays managers, to be honest. So, no. uh, yeah, I, I would probably say Cito, but John uh, John Gibbons is up there, especially with how he just such, seems like such a guy's guy. So yeah, I'd probably go with that as well. I, but Cito is obviously never the wrong answer. Any more on your end, John? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zoobs asked, which game slash table would each of you spend the most time playing at a casino? It's craps, and it's not even really close for me because craps is involved with everyone at the table, rolling of the dice. I'm not going to explain that so people don't know how to play that game, but craps is electric because an entire group rallies together. It's not just one solo cards uh, like blackjack or roulette. I guess roulette's kind of like that as well, but I do. I really like craps. That's I'm, my not, I'm not a huge table game guy. I don't know them. I never really learned any of the card stuff growing up. So I love putting all my money that I took out and just going to roulette. Yeah. And doing that. But I'd rather just go to the sports book and gamble on sports. That's my, yeah. that's what I enjoy. That's fair. Uh, Zebra asks, what is Chris Bass's favorite Fortnite skin? I don't know. I don't remember. I what forget he what he wears. Yeah. I don't remember what he rocks. <laughs> I know it's one of the OG ones, obviously. He's getting, he's getting really good. Yeah, he's getting pretty good at Fortnite. Uh, Bolding asks, what are your most unsure? What are you the most unsure about when it comes to 2023 or 2024 Toronto Blue Jays? The star players and Kirk. That's, I guess Kirk would kind of, Silver Slayer would lump into that. But if you could pick one guy, Avery, to bounce back out of all these guys, who would it be? You would guarantee would bounce back. Vlad, he would do the biggest impact. He would drive in the most runs. He'd hit the most home runs. He would create the most offense for this okay, team. Okay, I'm not saying impact. But I'm saying who is your guy, if you could pick, put the most money on it to bounce back oh, this season? Kirk. Kirk. Kirk? For, for sure. Um, Pure hitter. Yeah, he's hit everywhere in his life. And then he got a, such a weird start to last year again. Supposed to play for Mexico World Baseball Classic. Would have gone deep in that tournament. Like it was his kid. He had he had his kid and it threw everything off. He was late to spring training. Yeah. And then spiraled and spiraled. But he didn't let he didn't take the at bats to the field. He was great behind the dish, man. And that's we are lucky to have again a tandem of two catchers who stack up against any tandem in the league. So I think I will put my money on Kirk bouncing back. Yeah. What about so you? Someone said Explain this to me. What is your best waiting so badly for something that has an equal chance of disappointing you and being the best damn owner of your life story? What? <laughs> Say that again. Okay, I think this is what this is saying is, is, what's the biggest moment of your life where it's like, if you didn't get this, you'd be disappointed? But if you did get it, be the biggest moment of your life. Making a lot of money? I don't know. I I can't. Okay. Can you explain that to us later, Sean? Maybe over Twitter I'll answer this. I I, I still don't get this question. Favorite element of the periodic table? Zinc. Iron. Uh, do you think two B one will turn on one one again this season? Obviously, he's the fucking man. Uh, wait a second. Where is this one? I, I there was one good question that I liked. Fuck. 
Where is it? Uh, oh, whatever. We'll end it with this with this question right here. Who is the player next year you're most looking forward to watching? Just based off of like bounce backs and based off of like the turns they've made, I'm um, going into the season. Ugh. I'm gonna go back to our guy, the big man. I think Manoa. Yeah, you just can't. You can't knock the guy. I'm looking for. I'll say it, man. I am really, really looking forward to you say Coochie. Uh just in terms of like how quickly that guy turned a leaf, it's bananas. And if he and he's, post, back, he's posting well too, he's really topping into the poster game. Yeah, becoming a Twitter guy. So Avery tweeted his glove from the Gate 14 account. So that, that looks awesome. But I, I'm really looking forward to Kuchi, man. Uh, a guy that had maybe the best year of his career last year. I, I think that's not even really remotely close. But uh, I'm looking to see how he follows up like that. I really am. But you could tell this front office is really uh, starting to be like, okay, maybe we need some little backup options here pitching-wise because it's hard to really repeat what they did last year because last year was magical pitching-wise. So, yeah. I guess the biggest unknown is why Rod for sure, where he'll be, but I don't think he'll be a huge piece on the team at all. And I'm really excited to watch Bowden Francis pitch. Me too. I think he can be very good. And again, he's a guy who's been on here, but <coughs> when actually you're under his belt, when Chris Bassett says his stuff is as good as what I think as an outsider, that makes me very, very excited to watch. Yep. So wherever he is to start this year, uh, I think he can make some big strides again. Yeah, exactly. So we'll end it there. Uh, Gate 14 awards this week. Hopefully a signing sometime this week so we can talk about an actual, like, close to constructed roster. Uh, again, love you guys, man. We are – this is an episode one step closer to the season starting, one step closer to spring training where we can actually talk about games that are actually happening and what guys are doing. Uh Love you guys, and if you guys are watching this, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We're almost at 5,000, which is going to rock and hit like crack when I see that. So uh, love you guys. Game 14 forever, and uh, let's have ourselves a week.